two Karen parents endanger their own child and other children at the zoo. So the zoo I work at has a very strict policy of no kids scooters for children that are older than three years old. If a child needs a scooter because they can't really walk on their own yet, it is allowed. But when a child is able to walk and just use the scooter to play on and to move freely, it's strictly prohibited, especially when they go too fast. This is mainly for safety reasons. Children on scooters can hit or run over other children. They can fall and hurt themselves. They could even accidentally fall into some of the animal enclosures. Some of the enclosures have very low fences. For example, the beavers or the porcupines. And if a child is fast enough, it is definitely possible that they can accidentally launch themselves into one of them should their scooters bump into something. It has happened before, hence the creation of the rule. So during one of my shifts a couple of days ago, I was scanning tickets at the entrance of the zoo. I see these two parents and their young daughter approaching, and the daughter is speeding towards the entrance on a kid's scooter. She's visibly older than three years old. I ask the parents how old she is when I go and scan their tickets. They tell me that she's five, to which I then explain the rule of the kid's scooter to them and kindly ask them if they can hand the scooter at the cash register booth so they can keep it safe for them while they visit the zoo and that they can come pick up the scooter after their visit. They are shocked when I tell them and demand to know why they can't have their daughter keep her scooter. I explain the reasons behind the rule and that we really cannot make exceptions. They are visibly angry and ask several times for me to make an exception for their daughter. I tell them no once again and it really is for their daughter's own safety. I kindly ask them again to hand the scooter in or not enter the zoo if they really don't want to take their daughter's scooter away. The daughter then starts crying and these two entitled Karen parents get angry at me and say, look what you did to our daughter. You made her upset. You ruined her day now. Mind you, it was a very busy day at the zoo. People were waiting in line for me to scan their tickets and they were taking up a lot of my time. I could tell the people behind them were starting to get upset and I once again insisted that they had to hand the scooter in or leave. I then just decided to go and help the other guests with their tickets. The entitled Karen stayed right next to me at the entrance, literally blocking half of the entryway with their crying child, calling me an awful mean woman and kept on complaining. I ignored it and continued to help the other guests. After about 15 minutes of them just standing there and making a scene, I eventually saw them walk over to the cash register booth and I assumed they were finally handing in the scooter. Now, there's another small entrance right next to the cash register booth that is meant for people who bought their tickets there to enter the zoo without having to stand in yet another line after waiting in line for the cash register. And apparently, these two entitled Karens use that entrance to secretly enter the zoo with the scooter. I couldn't see them from where I was scanning tickets and I was too busy to notice. An hour or two later, while I'm doing a cash register shift, I suddenly hear a lot of commotion coming from my supervisors who are sitting in an office right behind the cash registers. They're on the phone with the head of the zoo security guards. I can tell that something bad and shocking must have happened from the tone in their voices. And once they've hung up, I asked them what happened. Apparently, the security guards had just escorted a family out of the zoo because their daughter was speeding through the zoo on her child's scooter and almost hit a few other children. Some had apparently fallen when trying to avoid her and injured themselves. When one of the security guards came up to the parents to tell them that they're not allowed to have scooters with them and that the daughter immediately needs to get off her scooter, the parents started yelling at the security guard and apparently the daughter sped from the guard and in the process hits the side of a brick fence of a meerkat enclosure and the scooter fell into the enclosure as a result. The meerkats of course freaked out and immediately hurried to the inside area of their enclosure but some became so stressed that they almost escaped from the enclosure. Their caretaker had to be called in just to calm them down enough and distract them with food 
food while the security guards tried to retrieve the scooter. Meanwhile, the child cried loudly and the entitled parents yelled at the security guard that this was his fault and that he almost caused her daughter to fall into the enclosure. Other security guards had come to the scene and the parents and their daughter were immediately kicked out of the zoo. And apparently, they never stopped blaming the security guards for what had happened. They were also members of the zoo and my supervisors immediately revoked their membership. I'm not sure if they're now outright banned from the zoo, but I honestly wouldn't be surprised. This goes to show you that there are rules in place for certain organizations or facilities for a reason. I think back to the Harambe incident from 2016. I mean, if these parents had just listened, they could have avoided this disaster altogether. Some of these animals at the zoo may seem cuddly and adorable, but if you tick them off and stress them out enough, they'll freak out and become wild, ferocious animals. Meerkats are no exception. And the fact that they snuck this scooter into this zoo and caused other children to get hurt in the process is like a lawsuit waiting to happen. So at the end of the day, you need to learn how to follow the rules or get lost. And these two parents probably should have picked the first option. I want to break up with my boyfriend, but he won't let me. I honestly don't know how to explain this. I feel like I've reached a point where he is very irritating. I feel like I'm settling. I don't feel happy around him. He is not affectionate and I don't like even spending time with him anymore. The point is, I think I need to end this relationship and fast. But whenever I try, he tries a bunch of strategies that end up making it impossible for me to follow through. Either he makes false promises of change, never changes, and the cycle continues. He also sometimes just really doesn't respond, and we never reach a conclusion in the breakup, so it never ends up happening. He has also tried to guilt me into staying. I can go on, but I don't know what to do. We need to resolve it together in order to break up amicably. He's not a bad guy, and I care about him and his family. I just don't want to date anymore. We also live together and have a three-month cancellation period for the place we live in, and it's extremely difficult to find housing in the city where we live. We share many things, such as a car. We're also engaged, and we've been together for many years. Um, I hate to bring it to the original poster, but nobody's gonna force you to be in a relationship. All the excuses you provide at the end of this, where you're like, oh man, we we live together, and it's extremely hard to find housing, and we have a car, and we're engaged. All of that doesn't matter the second you started listing off all the things that you don't like about him. You find him irritating. You're not happy around him. He's not affectionate. He's not kind, it sounds like. Like, that is more than enough reasons to say, hey, no matter what you say, I'm breaking it off. And sometimes you don't have to be amicable. You don't have to make this a mutual thing. You can be selfish in this situation, especially if it sounds like you're going to be miserable. But also the fact that you're engaged to this person and you still can't put your foot down and say, hey, I don't want anything to do with this is a big red flag for the original poster. There's nothing worse than being a people pleaser to the point where you're going to end up in a relationship that you hate for the rest of your life. Like I can literally see this person three years down the line having kids married to this person and they still absolutely despise them. Just break it off. All of those concerns of, oh, we live together and we have a car together and we're engaged. All those things can be resolved if you just put your foot down and think of yourself for once. Because if not, you're setting yourself up for a life of misery. My brother is trying to guilt trip me into selling my house for way less than it's worth. I will start this by saying my brother and I have never really gotten along. We live in the South and he is your typical tobacco chewing, big truck driving, deer hunting redneck. This is fine. I don't have an issue with this. We just don't have much in common. I'm a huge computer nerd. I'd rather watch a documentary than anything else on TV. You get the idea. Another area where we butt heads is that I'm bisexual and my husband and I have been married for a year, been together for eight years in October. So about the house, my grandpa left his house in my brother and I's name because at the time my dad and uncle were on drugs and he was afraid that they just sell it for drug money. We went to a lawyer and signed all the paperwork and for the past 18 years all has been well. I had talked to him about selling my half because I didn't want to stay 
stay there forever. I'm on disability and a fixed income, and my brother makes a considerable amount of money. He's just really reckless with it. We had the house assessed, and it's valued at just over $120,000, which means if I sold my half to my brother, naturally, he would owe me approximately $60,000. Now, we had discussed I may take $10,000 under the condition he was going to give me a car, as I was in a desperate need of transportation at the time. He called me last week on a Sunday morning, telling me I had to hurry and clean the house, as he wanted to show it the next day or Tuesday. I told him I needed way more notice than that. He told me his friend was being forced out of his house because they were going to be building a new road. Now, here's the part where I get really upset. He told me that I agreed to sell my half to him for $10,000, despite the stipulations, and that if I didn't do it now, he would never buy it from me in the future. I told him to just forget it and that I'd keep staying here instead of having to sell it. I also told him that if he wanted to stay with me, that's cool, but if he's going to be like that and not be fair knowing I can't buy his half, then we should just never sell. I'm so upset that he's always been like this, taking advantage of me and never talking to me unless he wants something, and I don't know what to do. Yeah, it sounds like this person's brother is an absolute garbage human being. They're clearly taking advantage of them, using what they said previously as some kind of way to be like, oh yeah, you're only selling it for $10,000. It's such a weird thing to like latch onto, especially since the guy was clearly desperate for transportation and nobody could help him, so he was like, okay, I'll just give it to you for $10,000 in exchange for a car, which by the way is a terrible exchange rate. I think the original poster in this really needs to assess their value. Overall, I personally would not budge on the price. It's $60,000, especially after having it evaluated for $120,000. There's no way you're giving it to your brother for $10,000. He is 100% trying to take advantage of you, and now is the perfect time to put your foot down and say no. My girlfriend lied to me about being a vegetarian. I'm a 23-year-old female, and my girlfriend is 22 years old. We've been dating for five months now. I'm a vegetarian 99% of the time. I'll have meat maybe two or three times a year when I really want a burger, but that's about it. I'm not a vegetarian for moral reasons. Meat just really makes me sick. Not sure why, but I stopped eating meat around three years ago, and I felt so much better. If I eat meat, it's because I'm having a craving and I want to scratch the itch. And when I do, I prepare myself for what's to come after, if you get my drift. I have no issues with other people eating meat. My girlfriend and I met on Tinder, and in my bio, I had put in there that I was a vegetarian. My girlfriend and I meet, we chatted, and then went on our first date. She ordered a meatless dish, which was really odd since we were at a burger place. So I asked if she was a vegetarian too, and she said yes. Well, it comes to find out that she's not. I was looking for my wallet in her car last night and found a bunch of receipts from various fast food places for burgers, chicken nuggets, etc. I didn't bring it up, and I just went home at the end of the night like planned. I'm just confused as to why she lied. I plan on talking to her about it, but what would be some advice about it beforehand as I have trust issues and jump right to she tricked you and she's a bad person? Was it to impress me? Did she think I wouldn't want to be with her if I didn't know that she was a vegetarian or something? Was it malicious? It's just such a small, weird thing to lie about, given that I have zero issues with other people eating meat. And what if we ended up getting married one day? Would she just keep the lie up and keep sneaking meat when I'm not around? It sounds like she was just trying to be respectful on the date and then accidentally lied to cover up. I think she was honestly just trying to be supportive overall, and I don't think there's too much to read into this. I can understand having trust issues, but it seems like the original poster is kind of extrapolating this into something that it's not. I mean, they're already talking about marriage. You've been with this person for like five months. Like, are you kidding? And also, the definition of vegetarian is someone who does not eat meat, and if you're eating it a few times a year, you're not actually a vegetarian. So actually, both of you aren't vegetarian if you really look at it. So there really isn't anything to worry about. Overall, this really isn't that big of a deal. And I don't think some big show and dance really needs to go into talking about why their girlfriend isn't a vegetarian. My mom doesn't like my girlfriend because she thinks she's ugly. I got into a relationship about three months ago, and my mother has been deliberately making 
life difficult for me after meeting my girlfriend. She has been hostile towards me, picking fights, shouting at me in the middle of the night when I get back from my girlfriend's house, and basically trying to control who I spend my time with, and repeatedly questioning me if my girlfriend is the right girl for me. She has never made the real effort to get to know my girlfriend, but has been openly displaying her disapproval towards my girlfriend and saying nasty things about her, even in her presence, which are baseless and just born of prejudice. Two days back, she told me that she hopes that I will find someone better soon, essentially telling me to still be open to dating and seeing other women while still being with my current girlfriend. I was dumbfounded, as I didn't think this would be something a parent would tell their child. After a heated argument, she finally admitted that she found my girlfriend to be too ugly for her standards, and that because of that, she was prejudiced against her. It's the main reason why she has been giving me so much garbage the past few months about anything and everything related to my girlfriend. Objectively speaking, my girlfriend is not the prettiest, but she is definitely not ugly or overweight. She has a great personality that suits me and we get along very well, but my mother does not see this and only chooses to base her opinion of my girlfriend based on superficial factors such as appearance. Since then, she has been doing sneaky and childish things like sending photos of girls that she finds attractive on the family group chat. It is obvious that she is trying to indirectly tell me that these are the kind of girls I should be dating instead of my current girlfriend. I acknowledge that looks aren't everything, and this is what I told my mother as well. I understand that every parent wants the best for their child, but I don't think that being nasty, making toxic remarks, questioning my choice of partner, and basically trying to control who I spend my time with is what a parent should do, especially since I'm not a teenager anymore. She's basically not respecting me as an adult and implying that I am incapable of making correct decisions in my life. My mother has been a homemaker for over two decades, so her mentality and mindset is extremely conservative and dated to say the least. I am at my wit's end and I have already more or less given up on trying to talk sense into her or to convince her about the merits of my girlfriend, but I find it extremely difficult to communicate with my mother, so we have not been on talking terms for a few weeks now. As stupid as it sounds, my mother is narrow-minded and wrong. Her opinion still matters to me, so it is definitely affecting how I view my girlfriend now. How should I go about overcoming this and not letting my mother's opinion of my girlfriend get to me? It sounds like your mom does not know at all what boundaries are, let alone what it is to actually be a mother. You do not have to ask your mother for permission on who you can and cannot date. If you love your girlfriend, even if objectively speaking she's not the prettiest, then forget what anyone else says. And the original poster is 30 years old. It's time to move forward and not worry about what your parents think. And they need to set clear boundaries and tell them to back off. My neighbor keeps interrogating any guest I have over at my apartment. I moved into my apartment a little over a year ago. I'm a normal and respectful neighbor. I work from home, have my partner and friends around once or twice a week, and go to bed at a reasonable hour. I don't play excessively loud music or have parties or am rude when I see my neighbors in my common areas, but I do appreciate my privacy. There is an older lady who lives across the hall who I was warned about by my real estate agent upon moving in as being a nosy pain in the butt. She's about 70 years old with no family, no friends that I've ever seen and doesn't work. A lonely old bat is what I'm trying to say. And she is very active on the HOA committee. I think you understand the type of person I mean. She's got a crumb of power over a teeny tiny kingdom and wants to exercise it. Oh, and she likes the sound of her own voice. If you let her start talking to you, she'll hold you hostage for ages. Since I moved in, she has questioned my partner, my brother, and three friends when they were coming in about what they were doing here and who they were here to see. They were all polite, but rightfully felt very put off by this interrogation, as if they'd done something wrong, which they absolutely hadn't. The first few times it happened, I kind of understood. She's an old white lady, and my brother and my partner are tall-looking men, and she might have been scared in a way that a lot of 
old white people are, if you know what I mean. But today she stopped my blonde female friend who was carrying a sewing machine coming over for a craft day, hardly threatening if you ask me, and wouldn't let her go until she told her who she was at the building to see. Obviously this behavior has got to stop, but I'm unsure of how to approach it in a way that won't inflame her and escalate the situation. I actively avoid this person and rarely see her outside. Ideally, I would slip a polite but firm letter under her door, saying that she's made my guests feel uncomfortable on numerous occasions, and I would appreciate her not questioning people she doesn't recognize. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, I don't think a note under the door is going to be what this lady wants. If anything, that's just going to set it off even more. The fact that she's stopping and interrogating everybody who comes into her building is absolutely atrocious. I mean, I would personally warn my friends and my family members when they're coming over to ignore this lady at all costs and to just keep walking. You don't know anyone any kind of explanation for what you're doing. They could even go as far as recording the interaction as they're walking by. So that if this lady suddenly gets handsy and tries to get their hands on you, you can absolutely stop, go to a safe place and call the police. I have neighbors like that and the best thing to do is just to shut it down at the start. I don't think a note is the right way to do this, but absolutely she should approach them and say, hey, you've been making my friends uncomfortable. Stop interrogating everybody who comes in this building. And if she wants to take it to the next level, then by all means, take it to the next level. Go to the HOA committee that she's apparently a part of and let them know that this lady is harassing you and your friends and that you would like it to stop. But I can tell you that doing nothing and doing some passive response is clearly not going to work with this lady. Because for a person like this, it seems like you might need to fight fire with fire. My sister thinks she's going to be an Oscar-winning screenwriter, even though she's never written anything in her life. First off, I love my sister. We have a decent relationship, but she's really selfish, and that has gotten in the way over the years. Like, she expects me to do what she asks, when she asks, and will guilt trip me if I have something else going on. She's one of those weird people who thinks they don't need to do any legwork to succeed. She's had a ton of different professions, but she always fails because she thinks that the first job she should get is like a CEO or a vice president or something. She's never had a low-level job where she's had to work to get to the top and has basically lived off our parents her entire life. Anyway, big surprise here, she now wants to be a Hollywood screenwriter. She's written one script, and to put it kindly, it reads like someone who has never studied screenwriting, read screenplays, or even like watched a five-minute how-to on YouTube about it. There's no story, the formatting is all off, and it's so amateurish, it's painful. The 
problem for me is that I am a screenwriter. I've had my ups and downs in my career, but I've worked my butt off for 15 years to get where I am. I started as a PA getting coffee. I went to film school. I put in the hours. So now she thinks this one script is a ticket to the big time. She is sure that someone is going to give her millions of dollars to make it. She keeps coming to me for my thoughts on how she can market it, and I tell her, but then she argues with me and does it the way she wants it. I suggested books for her to read for the basics, but she doesn't want to read them because I think that she thinks that she's already a pro. Today I was talking to her about a recent professional success and she was visibly upset, like she was feeling competitive with me. But I've been doing this for 15 years. I told her recently that if she doesn't want to take my advice, there's nothing I can do to help. But she keeps asking me questions. But it really seems like the only answer she wants to hear is, you're right. I'm trying not to start a family feud, but I'm really upset that she thinks that this is some easy thing where you can write a script and you go to the big time suddenly. And I'm very upset that she seems jealous or competitive with me when this is like one of 20 careers she's had and I've been working my tail off for years. My mom says I should be nice and keep offering help and my dad basically says that she's crazy and I should just ignore her. My parents are old and I really don't want to start a whole thing where when they die there's going to be bad blood between us. But I also kind of hate talking to her because she is so narcissistic and delusional. What should I do? Does anyone have a sibling like this? It sounds like this guy's sister doesn't actually want real advice. It seems like they just kind of want like false hope of like, you're doing great. Keep at it. This is such a great project. And that kind of self-serving talk does not help anybody in the long run. Providing actual advice, especially from someone like this guy who's been at this for 15 years, isn't going to help this person at all. And from the sounds of it, yes, this is the type of person who is going to try and work their way to the top in an industry that they've never been a part of. So in all honesty, she doesn't want real advice. I also see this person having a really hard time dealing with the failure that comes along with any creative endeavor where what you write isn't going to be good enough for the person who's going to fund it. So you're going to have to rewrite it and then rewrite it some more. And I personally am curious to see how they would actually handle that situation. Another option this guy has is just to deflect and not give any advice at all. Maybe pretend like it's some kind of conflict of interest. That way they can avoid some embarrassing situations. Because at the end of the day, his sister is clearly not on the road to getting this anywhere near published, let alone produced into a movie. So I don't think he has a lot to worry about when it comes to that. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe for more. Turn on notifications so you never miss a video.